Our second scripture reading today comes to us from the New Testament book of James, chapter 1, verses 19 to 27. The book of James is full of practical wisdom for how we are to live our lives in faith. Listen for God's word to you today. You must understand this, my beloved brothers and sisters. Let everyone be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. For human anger does not produce God's righteousness. Therefore, rid yourselves of all sordidness and rank growth of wickedness, and welcome with meekness the implanted word that has the power to save your souls. Be, but be doers of the word and not merely hearers who deceive themselves. For if any are hearers of the word and not doers, they are like those who look at themselves in the mirror. For they look at themselves and, on going away, immediately forget what they look like. But those who look into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and persevere, being not hearers who forget, but doers who act, they will be blessed in their doing. If any think they are righteous and do not bridle their tongues, but deceive their hearts, their religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this to care for orphans and widows in their distress, and to keep oneself unstained by the world. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, good morning again. It's great to be with you all here today on this 4th of July holiday weekend. I know that some folks are away traveling on the 4th of July, maybe tuning in with us online, so I want to say hi to those worshiping um, on YouTube or Facebook Live today. Um, have you ever seen a movie, like one of those movies where there's a church scene and it's somewhere in the south and everyone's like this? Let's, let's try it out. We need it today. Just, just give yourself a little fan. Woo, child. We need it. We need it. Uh, we are in a sermon series today. You can keep doing that if you need to. Uh, it's called This is the Way. And we talked about it last week. The idea is uh, from this Disney series uh, called The Mandalorian. And there's these people in a galaxy far, far away who are trying to keep their lives on track and stay true to their purpose, to let their words and actions and attitudes reflect what they deeply believe. They are the Mandalorians, and they have a way. And we're like that, too, in our lives and faith. So week by week, we're exploring different aspects of what it means to follow in the way of Jesus, to be part of a, a fellowship, a community of faith like this. And this teaching from James today is helpful because it gives us clear, directive things to look for, work on, think about, and take in. But just to make sure this scripture passage we just read is really clear for you, let me translate a little bit of it for you. It was originally written, you might remember, in Koine Greek, and then it was translated from Koine Greek into all the different languages, including to English. And so today, just to make sure you really get it, I will translate it further uh, into emoji. Do any of you speak emoji? Here it is. Let everyone be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. See that? See people in the back? Am I getting it right? Sort of, sort of. Um, when it comes to following Christ within our church and being God's people out in the world, it is really important for us to take on this particular teaching. If we want to be doers of the word and not merely hearers of it, as James writes, we want to find out how to let this teaching be a part of our life together. Someone in my Bible study class this week put it this way. He said, you have two ears and one mouth. Act accordingly. 
That's good advice. That's a good word. The first thing to notice about what James is writing to us this morning is that, um, what is the first thing to notice? Ah, he says, um, be quick to listen and slow to speak, but he doesn't say, never speak. There's a time to speak. There's a time for speaking to others. Be quick to listen, eager to listen, ready to listen, so that you're ready to have something to say when it's time to speak. The Bible in Ecclesiastes 3 tells us that there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven, including a time to be silent and a time to speak. So James, in this New Testament passage, is shaping the Christian community to be people who want to listen well. He wants us to listen well, to be people who desire to hear the stories and perspectives, the experiences of other people. In a way, the Christian gospel has an inclination toward listening or hearing ahead of speaking or telling. You can't tell what you haven't already heard. You can't give what you haven't received. So maybe James is telling us to be kind of like a walkie-talkie. Okay, stick with me for a minute. Um, do you love walkie-talkies the way I do? You know something about talking on a walkie-talkie that makes everything just more exciting? It's like you're on a mission, right? It's go time. Roger that. Copy. Over and out. Um, that's the way it works. That's the way it sounds. The way a walkie-talkie works is like this. When it's turned on, as soon as it's turned on, you can listen to what other people are saying. You can listen to what they're saying. The natural state of a walkie-talkie is just to let you listen. And then when you have something to say, you push the button and you talk. But as soon as you release the button, it reverts. It, can, it returns to its original state which is just letting you listen to what others are saying. Be quick to listen and slow to speak. I was on an email thread this last week that got out of hand. You know what I mean? A lot of you know that I like to play Ultimate Frisbee, and so I'm on this giant email list of all these people who play in this one Ultimate Frisbee game. There's about 300 people on this list. And apparently, I wasn't there last week, something happened on the field where somebody said something to someone else that was really rude. It was really rude. They, they kind of insulted them. They made them feel bad right there on the field. And unlike in other sports where trash talk is kind of part of the way you play the game, you know, in Ultimate Frisbee, we're really laid back, cool people, so we don't really insult each other that way. It's unusual for someone to be mean on the field in this way. And so at the time when this happened, last week, nobody said anything on the field. Someone said something really rude, insulting. They put someone down, and no one said anything about it. Ecclesiastes tells us there is a time to speak, but on the field, in that moment, they missed the chance to speak up when someone was being mistreated. But then on the email later, someone brought it up. They brought it to the group. They said, hey, I wanted to mention that this wasn't right. And others chimed in and said, yeah, that's right. That, that wasn't the right thing. And the person who had said these rude things, he was on the list too. And he responded. He said, I realized what I said was wrong, and I want to apologize, and I want to be better, and, you know, I'm sorry for that. And the group kind of um, talked about how it wanted to be a different sort of group than that, not to be rude and mean, but to be kind and inclusive. And they said, okay, we'll, we'll move forward. And if you think that was the end, you would be wrong. Because what happened was everybody else on this email list, they kept talking about this incident. And it started going around and around. It was like a microcosm of like the larger national narrative of our entire country right now. 
synthesized into a conversation about Ultimate Frisbee on an email thread. And worst of all, people kept using Reply All. Some people have called it the devil's own reply all. You know, the reply all feature and function on an email is very dangerous. And in these reply all messages to this whole group of people, folks were using just sharp language. They did not accept the apologies of this person. They did not accept that our group was a group that was trying to improve or do better. In fact, it became kind of a, a forum for the airing of grievances of all kinds. They used sarcasm, which in written form never really comes across the way you mean it to come across. It's not as funny when you write it down and you're sarcastic when you say it. So every time I opened my phone or opened my email this last week, more and more of this back and forth just popped up between people who could not listen to what someone else was saying and could not keep themselves from responding. Part of the problem probably was this was over email, which we know that over text, text or email, there's a real openness to miscommunication. It's easy to miss the point of what someone's saying. But part of the issue was that people really were being quick to speak and slow to listen. And they were very quick to become angry. The book of James reflects the wisdom literature of the Bible, where he talks about bridling our tongues or controlling our speech. And this isn't so that we never say anything. This isn't so we never speak up. When someone is being mistreated or something is wrong, we have a biblical imperative to seek the good for those who are in harm's way. But there's also wisdom to know when to keep silence and then when to speak. So there are times when more talking and emailing, and I'm just telling you this for your life and for mine, when more talking and more emailing doesn't help. We need to go back into walkie-talkie mode and just listen. Not listening to find out what's wrong with what everyone else is saying, but listening with love, listening with compassion, listening to find a common thread, listening for the humanity that's in somebody else's story, maybe as it connects to you. There was once a person I knew in a church who um, was a real tough customer. You know, she was somebody who seemed to be at odds with everybody else all the time couldn't take yes for an answer. So one day I went over to visit her house, and she had been in conflict with all kinds of people, and I was kind of annoyed with her. And I got there, and we sat down together, and we talked for a while, and she told me the story of how her husband had just died, which I did not know. I had never heard that story. I didn't know that part of her life. And as I listened and as she talked, I gained a heart of compassion for her that I didn't have before. I think I could have reply alled her to death. There's a paradox for me in particular as the pastor and preacher because I'm someone who is supposed to stand up in the front and speak, right? To talk, to share, to tell, to testify, to proclaim. But the paradoxical truth is that for anyone who is called to speak or lead or teach or preach, we need to practice deep listening with others. If you want to have something to say, you need to listen. It's a word to all of us here, all of you here, who maybe work in your life or lead in your life or have some aspect where you are speaking or communicating, teaching, leading, organizing, directing, shaping others. If you want to do that well, you've got to listen well. 
be quick to listen, slow to speak. This is the way. Some of you were here last week. <laughs> this summer, we have these um, college ministry fellows working with us, these college students who you're seeing in the front, and a couple of them are, have been in worship today. Um, this last week, we took a trip together. We went down, down in San Jose to a, an area called Little Portugal. And uh, we, we walked around, and we kind of surveyed the neighborhood, and we were in this little coffee shop. Um, we read this published sermon by a famous preacher and kind of talked about what it meant for us, what it meant to them. And in a way, this was supposed to be my time to speak into their lives, to shape their thinking, to give them something to learn. But what I found as we spent the time together was that their questions and their ideas and their ways of expressing themselves were very different from mine, very different. And so I had to listen, listen to their questions, their desires, their hopes, their fears, to see their young lives, which are just beginning, you know, college age and then beyond. And the longer I was with them, the longer they shared with me, the more I gained a heart of compassion, the more I loved them. James is trying to shape the early Christian church, the people who followed Jesus together. And he's giving this teaching, which is a kind of countercultural idea, to be a community that's marked by deep listening, by looking for the presence of God, and growing in grace together. You know, the, the Christian community is not built up by reply-all battles or by getting the last word in. That's not how we grow. It's built on the upside-down model that Jesus gives us. We can listen for God's word to us week by week here in church. We can listen for God's presence in the lives of other people. And we, as we grow up together and mature, we believe that God will show up and lead us and show us the way. So church, here's the word for you today. Be quick to listen. This is the way. Be slow to speak. This is the way. Be slow to become angry. This is the way. I wonder what that will look like and how God will show those things in our lives as we seek to practice the way of Jesus this week. May it be so for you. Amen.